Welcome to We Hear Her. I am Erin Trenbeth Murray. And I am Jennifer Bean. We're here today with another amazing woman who's sharing her story and insights to lessons learned. Hello, everyone. I'm Jennifer Bean. I am the Director of Fundraising at the Success in Education Foundation, and I also work a lot with the Women Who Succeed Initiative. Today, I'm here with Brandy Vega. She is the CEO of Vega Media Studios, and that is actually where we're coming to you from. We're so happy that you have lent us your resources and staff. So thanks for that, first of all. My pleasure. Um, and I know you're the CEO here, and you're also the founder of um, Good Deed Revolution. You got it right. Nice job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I believe in it. That's why I, I know it. Thank um, you. But tell me who you are, like to your family, to the community. Like, Give us an idea of, of who you are. I'm the goofy jokester. Are you really? Yeah. I'm the one that loves a good practical joke. Do you, I'm the do, one... you do you give them or just, or like get in on them? Both. Okay. I like You're both. the brain. I'm going to stay, keep my distance. <laughs> yeah. I'm the one that thinks like on my bucket list is stand up comedy. I think I should stand up there and, and other people don't think I'm funny, but that's funny. <laughs> um, that's I'm, your bit, huh? <laughs> I'm the one who doesn't ever give up. And if somebody tells me I can't do something, then, oh. then it just lights my fire. And I say, okay, hold, hold my root beer. Yeah. I'm going to just do it. Yeah. I Watch don't, this. I don't like to be told no um, or that I can't do something. I don't like to be bossed around. And I love that. I used to tell my sister all the time growing up, you're not the boss of me. Yeah. And, and I do yeah. that jokingly. I'll tell my husband or my kids or people, I'm like, you're not the boss of me. But... <laughs> I, I don't like it when people speak in definitive terms. I don't sure. like it when they tell me you will or you won't or you, you can or you can't. It's like, no, let's have open discussions. So I'm that person. <laughs> I love that person, which is exactly why we're going to talk about vulnerability today. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because I suffer from the the resting face that looks very oh. like this a lot. Yeah. And that's been... You know, that's kind of who I am is if I'm thinking about something right. or I'm deep in thought, I've got, I was blessed with these two is things. Is this why Botox to... was invented for you? <laughs> I, I wish I should be using it, but we call this the butthead look. Yeah, um, I get it. Oh, and, no, I've never heard that. I like that. And I just always looked like I was mad. Yeah. And I'm also very direct, which is sometimes it comes off a little bit short or mm -hmm. rude. And mm -hmm. I'm like, not at all. I just don't <laughs> even think about it. It's like, okay, I've, I've got a mission. I've got details. I'm to the point. I'm just one of those people. If you call me, I know there's a reason. So right. what do you want? Let's get to it. You're not just calling to see how I'm doing. We're not that close. <laughs> so if somebody calls me, I'm like, yeah, what do you need? And right. And I'm like, that probably sounded really rude. Hi, how are you? Yeah. Oh, hello. <laughs> how happy, can I to, help you? happy to talk with you. Yeah. So um, tell us about how Tell us about why vulnerability is so important to you. Well, vulnerability, honestly, for me, is probably one of the hardest things. It's uh, it's kind of a dirty word. It uh -huh. has been in my vocabulary gotcha. because here's the thing. I grew up with a single mom. Um, we were very, very poor. There mm -hmm. were days we didn't have food to eat or a spoon of peanut butter was all we had for the day. Yeah. Uh, I started selling pet rocks uh, when I was five years old. 
you little I, entrepreneur. Yeah, I was I was like, how can I make money? I'm hungry. <laughs> what can I do? <laughs> I need some shoes. What can I do? Um, so I, you know, I was doing yard work. I was going door to door. I was just trying to figure things out. And I've always just had to work really hard. Yeah. And you don't tell people your struggles. You don't tell people right. that you have a hard home life. And, you know, I ended up buying my braces at 13. I, By yourself, you bought them? Yeah. Because I had really bad teeth and I was embarrassed <laughs> Not to anymore. smile. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I smile all the time now. Good. You should. You should. You bought those. $3,000 teeth. <laughs> well, $3,500 at the time. But right. anyway, no, it was one of those things where if I wanted something, I had to work for it and I had to work really hard. Sure. And my mom is a beautiful, hardworking, incredible person. And she, you know, she had kind of a hard life too and didn't end up finishing high school. And she worked three jobs to support us. And they right. were kind of minimum wage jobs. And we just always saw her working, working, working. We never took charity and we never took welfare. It was right. like she was too proud for any of that. Right. She was going to take care of us no matter what it took. Right. And it took three minimum wage jobs. And then we still, you know, me and my sister were getting jobs and doing things. And so we always just worked hard. And I I wanted to go to college, mm -hmm. but I didn't know how I was going to do that. Sure. I wanted to be a news reporter. That was my dream from the time I was 10 years old. Oh, like I was watching God. TV and I thought, that's what I want to do. Yeah. They get to tell stories. They look good. They get to tell stories. That sounds so cool. I love that you already saw them as storytellers. Yeah. Right. Most That's, people wouldn't recognize that. That yeah. was my dream. Um, so I started doing that in junior high and high school. I was on the media teams and we moved around a lot. So I bounced around. I was always the new kid. Girls hated me. Boys liked me. It was just this bad. And, and I always was like fighting and trying to make friends. Right, it, right. You look at those experiences at the time and you're like, this really sucks. But then as you grow up, you realize the lessons that were taught. You're learning. Yeah. I ended up graduating from West Jordan High School in 95. I was class of 96, but I graduated six months early to join the Army. Joined the Army as a broadcast journalist and public affairs specialist. You stuck to your guns on what I you did. wanted to do. Yeah. Was, I went in, I did all my testing, and they go, wow, you had to score over a 90% to get into the yeah. the public affairs and media department. Well, with all, I had basically five different tests, and I kept thinking, I didn't care. If I don't pass this test, I won't join. If I don't pass, I won't join. I didn't really care. <laughs> and I kept passing all my tests, and the recruiter came, and he goes, wow, you did so great. Um I could get you in as a fighter pilot. He goes, you're the right size. You've got the aptitude. You scored high enough. And he's like, do you want me to sign you up? I said, I don't want to be a fighter pilot. Are you serious? No way. I just want to be a broadcaster. Right. He goes, do you know how many people are dying to be a fighter pilot? That's I was what like, I was exactly gonna... dying. Not me. <laughs> not not me. one of them. I just want to tell stories. Right. I want right. to look cute on camera. You don't look cute on camera in the military because you're, you're covered in uniform up. And... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I did that. It was awesome. Got to interview a lot of people. But that wasn't easy. Being, sure. being a female in the military. And you were young. And I was very young. Um, there was a lot of sexual harassment. There were, I mean, I saw it firsthand. I went through it. There were investigations. But I was always one of those people where no matter what happened, I was going to win. Like, you're I not going to bring me down. You're not going to change this. I'm never going to be a victim because yeah. I always felt like you can use things as a crutch mm -hmm. or you can use them kind of like as a, 
you know, catapult, a catapult. And that's what I wanted to do. I, I was, I was like, okay, I'm not going to deal with this. So I worked in male dominated fields and it was kind of hard when I, you know, was working at a local TV station and accidentally got my coworkers check who was part-time and I was full-time. And I saw that he was making twice as much as me for half the work for half the work. And this was in 2008. And that was just oh, wow. kind of devastating to me. Like, whoa, what's I, I you know, you hear these things, but you kind of don't don't take it. Sure. Um, but I felt like I worked, 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 worked in TV for a lot of years, was a news reporter and an anchor, a photographer, producer, whatever it was. It was like, teach me. I'll do it. I'll do it. What do I have to do to get to the next level? I'll do it. I'll do it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're going to win. Yeah. Yeah. And then I worked in TV for a long time and ended up taking a job. Um, as a vice president of media marketing and sales for a company. Yeah. And I did that about four years. And then I opened my own company. And it's like, you work so hard to build something. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And I didn't have support. Yeah. Like, I didn't have anyone, you know, helping right. me out. Right. Um, but that's okay. That's That was my life. I was going to say, that's, that's what you learned to do. Mm -hmm. So that was comfortable maybe for you or familiar at least. Yeah. Familiar at least. You know, we've talked about vulnerability, you and I before. And as you describe sort of your, your path, I can see why you were challenged by this concept of vulnerability. Because sometimes for me anyway, I think about how um, sometimes driven, goal-oriented, results-focused people aren't necessarily keyed into um, being aware mm -hmm. and self-aware, no less, and allowing others to see anything beyond what's getting you to the next level. So how did you break through and, and maybe add that into your journey now? When you work so hard to get to where you are and to build the life and the dream, and you've been up against so many roadblocks, you don't want to show your weakness. And sure. most of us think as think of vulnerability as weakness. Yeah. It's like, well, if I show that, then maybe they're gonna think I'm weak and I'm not cut out to do this. Right. And it wasn't until about it's been a, maybe three years ago. I was forty years old. I was sitting in my office and I got the best compliment I'd ever gotten in my life. What Hi was it? Hiram Smith from Franklin Covey. Okay, okay. I had met him and he told a group of people that I was the most impressive person he had met in a decade. And oh I my like, gosh, that is. Hiram Smith thinks I'm impressive. You know, and I just kind of, I sat there and I looked around the studio I had built as a single mom without a partner, without any loans, yeah. all on, you know, like on all my on own. own. Yeah. And, and I finally, for the first time in my life thought, I made it. I made it. I never and felt it took like that. that. It, and it, it took, took that. that comment and it took that I had made more money in a month than I used to make in a year. And I was like, wow, it used to take me a year to earn this kind of money. And I just did it in a month. And uh, speaking of vulnerable. Yeah. I just thought of my mom who worked so hard to provide for us and set like such a great example and the fact that, you know, she had done all that with no education and mm -hmm. I didn't end up finishing up my degree. Okay. I was a year shy because of the military and everything. But I was I was a reporter for Fox News at 20 years old. That is I was the youngest reporter of. they yeah. had ever had. Yeah. Um, for a Fox affiliate in South Dakota. And, you know, there was always just this part of me that felt kind of like an imposter. You know, like I'm not yeah. good enough. And, yeah. 
That's what I was going to ask you when you heard Hiram Smith say that. Was there a little voice in the back of your head that says, oh, you have no idea who I am? I'm not that impressive. Was there doubt there? At that point, kind of not. Okay. Because I, I always just felt like, I felt for most of my career, people didn't see me. That they didn't value me or appreciate me or see everything that I had done. I was like, why can't everyone see how hard I'm working? Why can't you see that, like, I'm I'm worthy of having this position or this position? Because I always felt like I was getting looked over, you know, in my TV jobs. It was like, well, why didn't I get the promotion or why didn't I get asked to be the the new anchor? Or why doesn't my check have that many zeros? Yeah, and and so it was it was hurtful because you kind of feel like. In my mind, in my heart, I'm like, I worked hard. I know I deserve some of this. But then you think, well, I'm not getting it. So maybe I don't. Right. And it was just hard. I had to learn about seven years ago to submit. That was also a word not in my vocabulary. Because when I thought of submit, it seems like. Passive. Well, and in sports, if you submit, it means you lost, you gave in. Forfeit. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so I had to learn to submit my will, what I wanted all the time, and trust that things would kind of work out. And I did that. Things have started changing. Like, it's been really good. And then I got to a point where I thought, you know what? I am who I am. Yeah. I've worked really hard. And there's been so much that I've done. And there's been some hard times over the last few years. And I have been more vulnerable Mm -hmm. because it's hard to create, you know, the authenticity and the real true relationships and that you need in business if people don't feel like they can trust you and trust is rooted in vulnerability. Right. And courage. Yeah. I, I think often about the courage it takes to simply be who you are. Yeah. Because one thing that you skip over is, um, you skip over vulnerability when you choose to be who someone needs you to be. Well, and I realized that being vulnerable and being open didn't mean that I was a failure. It didn't mean that I was a disappointment. It didn't mean that I didn't achieve all the things I achieved. It just meant that there were also some hardships that I could now talk openly about. And one of those big ones is what I'm going through right now. And it was, it's my 14 year old daughter's suicide attempt, uh, February 25th of 2021. She tried to end her life for the second time. And the first time it happened in 2019, she was just 12 years old and we did not talk about it because I was so afraid that if I say anything, people are going to say this brand. Maybe if she didn't build her studio, maybe if she didn't adopt that baby from foster care, maybe if she wasn't a surrogate, maybe if she wasn't divorced, maybe like all these things. Like it was personalized. Like it was your fault. I felt like, yeah, you're, you're such a horrible person and such a horrible mother that your child would rather be dead than be with you. And I just it's thought of everybody judging me and, and saying, maybe I did too much of this or maybe I didn't do enough of that. Yeah. And so the first time, I mean, my 12-year-old didn't want to talk about it. Neither did I. We kind of pushed it aside. But then when it happened in February of this year, yeah, I asked for help from my network of people and, and it went viral and I've been talking about it and I was flooded with hundreds of messages from other successful women (laughs) and men and kids saying, I've gone through this, I'm dealing with this. And I feel like um, being vulnerable has allowed me to have deeper connections. I think that's than I would have ever had. Yeah. But it's scary. It's it's terrifying. It's, It's terrifying. I 
don't ever want anyone to see me cry. Crying in front of people is probably... <laughs> and you just did it on I camera. Know, it's probably like the scariest thing in the world for me because then you think, they think I'm weak. My makeup's going to run. My lip quivers. I look I horrible. They're judging my facial expressions right now. And it's the dumbest thing. Like, I honestly didn't... Um, I had gained about 10 pounds during the pandemic. Yeah. And KSL TV was asking me to come on and talk about my daughter's story for suicide prevention yeah, and to, yeah. to try to help with it. And I almost didn't do it because I was self-conscious. And then I thought to myself, be vulnerable. It's not about you. Right. It's about other people and what you can do to make a difference. And I went forward with it. And I literally had two people message me and say that our story saved their kid's life. And I, I just think beautiful. if I had been so prideful and maybe not humbled myself or been a little bit more vulnerable, two kids might be dead. Wow, that's such good perspective. Yeah. Such good perspective. And, and it's I hard. Think... And you find, too, like, do you, you connect more with people yeah. who are going through things. Like, if you just think everybody's, everybody's life, life is, is great. so great, yeah. like, they have the perf perfect Pinterest husband and kids and party planning and... I'm like, uh, Betty Crocker, cake mix, can we do that for yeah. your birthday? Spaghetti or... sauce in a jar, or do I have to grow the tomatoes in my garden? Yeah, <laughs> and, and I just, you sometimes feel like such a failure, but I find that the people that I connect with the most and when I feel the best right, are the people who are going through something, right? and they're not afraid to share it. I mean, especially recently, we've gone through and, and there's been um, like some Silicon Slopes events where the CEOs of these big major companies are talking about mental health oh, and it's creating that. a safe space where we can say, you can be a CEO or an executive or a mom, or you can be whoever you are and still deal with heartbreak and with suicidal children right? or cheating spouses or business failures or mental Divorce. health. Like it's okay yeah. to, it doesn't define you. Live your life out loud, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think too, the one thing that that keeps us from connecting is when we're not able to be our true self. Right. Because we're afraid. And it takes that courage to move forward and, and, and give others permission to do the same. Well, people don't feel comfortable opening up to someone who doesn't share. Or who, who looks like they're doing better than right. we are, right? Because judgment right. becomes a part of that conversation then. And I love that it's opening up. I got to, I co-authored my first book this year. I, I know you signed a copy for me. I'm so excited. And <laughs> it's called Bringing Value, um, Solving Problems and Leaving a Legacy. And yeah. that's really, really at the end of the day, all I want to do. Because at that moment when I hit 40 and you feel like I finally made it. Now my point in life is I want to I'm not trying to prove myself to anyone anymore. Right. Oh, I'm I just love trying that. to be the best version of me every day mm -hmm. for those around me that I love and care about. And I do want to bring value to the world. I want to help solve problems. And more than anything, I want to leave a legacy. And, and I feel like until you're presenting your best foot and, and your true self, though, yeah. and being willing to say, I don't really care what you think about me. Like, I love me. Yeah. I'm comfortable with me. I know me. God knows me. Like, I hope yeah. that you can appreciate who I am yeah. because this is me and I'm just going to move forward and do the best I can do every day. And it's, it's really changed things. 
I well, feel like doors have opened. Yeah. And and I'm it makes me think about how your willingness to be vulnerable and share your story has has landed you on the platform of Good Deed Revolution. Right. Right. And inspired, you know, that ability um, to help others. Right. What's the latest thing you're doing with Good Deed? Well, we just did a comedy show called Dying to Laugh, a funny look at depression and suicide. That's going to be coming out streaming. We also are doing some online courses. We're teaming up with other nonprofits and we're creating a video resource um, platform so that people can go because everybody came to me once I was able to open up. People saw that I was a safe place yeah, and that I was a resource and hundreds, if not thousands of people have come to me and said, what do I do about this? I'm struggling or my kid or my parent or my spouse. And I don't have the answers. That's what I tell them. But I do have the resources. I've got a beautiful studio. I've got great people. And I feel like our job is to do and provide as much as we can for those that need help. And and if we can do something, and I feel like I had a second chance with my daughter. So we're creating this resource right now and we're trying to find funding, but I don't even care. Like I'm willing to fund it because I've been blessed with enough resources to fund it, at least temporarily. (laughs) But that's kind of, that's my end goal. I I don't, I want to do things that I feel are important that right. make a difference and that impact lives. Yeah. And that's the legacy you'll leave you'll leave with. Yeah, and it's I okay for people to know that we all have issues, we all have struggles, even right. the people you look at Robin Williams and you look at right. the CEO of Texas Roadhouse who recently ended his life and and you see all these people who look like they have the perfect life or mm-hmm. these things and the the fact of the matter is we don't know what anyone else is going through. Right. So we we did a campaign called Choose, Ki- Choose Kindness. I saw that. And that's one thing I'm super passionate about. And that's what I would just encourage everybody is choose kindness because you don't know what the next person's going through, even if you think you do. Right. You're exactly so be vulnerable, right. open up, talk about it and take those walls down because in order to build the really meaningful relationships that bring you happiness. Right. Because that's our goal, right? As humans to connect. We want connection and we want mm-hmm. happiness and we think that we won't get the connection if we're vulnerable, but right. that's actually where it really forms. That's the change, huh? It is the change. Brandy, thank you so much for sharing so much of yourself with us today. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It wasn't I loved that painful. It. it wasn't. Oh, thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you for taking time to hear her. Join our efforts and learn more at womenwhosucceed.org. A big thank you to our sponsor, the Clark and Christine Ivory Foundation.